With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do this. No music. Are we, are we, I guess we're starting. All right, we're no doing music. the show. All right, we're doing the show. Welcome. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, um, but this is the show. Uh, welcome to episode 770 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your co- host, Christian Piles, joined today by JD Raider and Ben Funky Askren. A little less musical start to the day. Uh, Man, that's like, you know, uh, certain kids have like a tick to start the match that they need to like slap hands with their coach. I know. Or- Something that was like you, you didn't hear your music, and you're like, uh, you what boom, do I even do? I'm not back off the bat. I'm like you're Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands or my voice <laughs> or anything. We just, okay. Um, all right, so we are still in the midst of recapping the NC2A wrestling championships. There. It was, uh, we're, we made it sort of to 197, and then who knows what we ended up talking about. We didn't get there. Uh, we didn't finish it, at least. Plenty of other things to get. Uh, get to I, I was talking at practice with someone Tuesday and he's like all right who's the champs for next year and I was like rattle them off no problem no problem no problem and then he's like all right, who wins 141 and I was like I it was like wait who the heck well, who'd is you say win? 25 glory uh Spencer the condenser oh yeah Spencer's back there Spencer wow. and then yeah wow but 41 I don't really know um so I we can get... it's not as bad as your text was it's... Uh, well, who's gonna win? Uh, I mean, Real Woods, Cole Matthews, Grant Wills. Yeah, I guess solid. I guess Aaliris Real Woods. Good. Real Woods is gonna be the favorite. I would say he's Paulson's the favorite. Good. Uh, I mean, there's some good guys in there, and, I, and I'm sure. Um, well, obviously, Penn State had someone really good redshirting behind Nick Lee. Uh, doesn't North Carolina have the one kid from Canada that was really good behind Keyshawn Clark? Lachlan. I think he's a Lachlan. 49, but that could be yeah, wrong. He'll probably be 49. Okay, got it. Um, well, yeah. will he though? Because uh, oh wait, yeah, O'Connor, duh. He, he's up. He, 
Yeah, he wrestled 141 this year. So maybe he will be. Yeah, that would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, Lachlan's good. Uh, there's a couple true freshmen that could maybe have an impact, although that's that's tough to predict as we learned this year. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy your article. Uh, Full used to do like a who's in redshirt article or, you know, who, the redshirt reports. Yeah. Redshirt reports. I like yeah, those when they're coming out. Are they coming out? Uh, I did the who had the best redshirt season. Yeah, but he when? used to be. We used to do uh, like. He used to uh, be every weight. Weight by yeah. weight. JD's. JD's. Just uh, weight, weight by weight. I did all 10 weights. We'll send him the old ones, Ben, when he was in yeah. like <laughs> you know, <laughs> middle school. And those are preseason when you look at who, who's coming in. It's now the preseason, though. This was a retroactive, <laughs> retroactive who had the best 2022, We're goosing on JD in real time. Let's go to 97. We can get back to 149 right. or 141 at any point in time. So, JD, you had a clip I think you wanted to pull up here from uh, the – the. oh, wait, no, that was from 97. Never mind. Um, I thought there was something from Woodley and – uh, when Eric Schultz, but it's actually Jordan Wood and Colton Schultz exchange. Yeah, that oh was the exchange goodness, of the tournament. Was, Craziest was, thing. <laughs> exchange of the tournament might be uh, a little too extreme, but it was pretty wild. Oh, there's, no, there's no it, question it, that ben, oh, ben, there's nothing on. comparable. At a non-heavyweight, this is an average sequence, guys. I mean, like, say, no, it's for not. example, Makai but, but, rolling... Hold on, Makai rolling through uh, Massa and putting him on his back. That was a great sequence. I mean, in the lighter weights, even, you know, uh, just off, off the top of my head, right? Boom. You, just, you asked me. The Dayton fix sequence where he didn't get, where he hit the down block, go behind, didn't get a takedown on Roman, like that sequence was really good. Like there's a whole bunch of really good sequences. Yeah, there's good There's good sequences. Then there's like 300 pounders lifting each other in the air. That's, okay, that's... You don't yeah. see that. You don't see that. If you it's see... not... Christian, my point is if they're not heavyweights, it's not all that exciting. Exactly. the The whole point is are. that you can't, you don't see this at everywhere. You see these things at other weight classes. You don't see guys get okay. their hips. It reminded me. Do you remember when Snyder skied Medbury? Uh, his. Oh yeah. That was that, was that was nuts. And seeing Schultz get picked up like that, but that the difference is the the head pinch and the roll through. It was it was the craziest thing we saw um, all weekend long. I think I think it was the most insane exchange. Okay. But you can. Dis- I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it is the greatest example of perfect wrestling highly technique. Technical, <laughs> highly technical. Yeah, I didn't say that. Is. I said it was just the most Christian, insane. That's a dirty bulk. Christian's impressed by the heavyweight technique. He wants to go hang out with Ollie. I do. I do want to hang out with with Ollie. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> we're doing everything we can to not talk about 197, and it's all my <laughs> Max fault. Dean maybe should have lost to JL after JL almost should have lost to Cordell Northfleet. In the second round. What? No, you're confused. No, J.L. Uh, oh, J.I. Yellow. Yes, J.I.L. did. All. I thought you meant yeah. that. Yeah. So that was definitely probably the most controversial match of the tournament. I tweeted about it. UVA guy. Um, no, I don't I don't really think that had anything to do with it. Um, okay. It was just a really bad call. I think I, if it was Cordell Norfleet, I would have tweeted the exact same thing. I mean, he, got, he held him on his back for three seconds. I showed C really on bad. this clip. No, He's like, it was really bad. I showed C on. C on's like, man, man, I didn't see that. That's that's at least a three count. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Not even one swipe. Not even a swipe. I, I was like, what's the ref doing? What did you say, JD? 
I I probably thought it was a two count, but I did not think it was as egregious as as you. Really, I thought it was so bad. So JD, bad. it's near fall. It's just clear. I was in disbelief. The the ref was like running. He took the longest. If you you can see just the outside of his feet. I don't know. We have the clip, but I'm not sure. If we was can pull it? Up. Was it? Yeah. Let's play. Was this our man, the singer guy? No, this oh, wasn't. Oh, this oh. wasn't Ryan Hagen, uh, the I voice of our the songbird of our generation. It was um it was the Max Dean versus J I Yellow. Yeah, I'm off too. I'll put my I'm putting my screen also, on today. Too. Also, it was a weird the exchange afterwards was weird too, Ben. Um it yeah, was almost like a Peterson perpendicular. We could probably play that whole the whole that thing. The whole thing was. So first okay, of all, so they did not the want to give this reversal. They held it no. forever. They did not right. want to call it. And this is when I said, I stood on press row. I don't know if JD was there. And I said, they hate J.I.L. I said it right this moment here, early in the second period. And I had no idea yeah. the plans they had later in this match. But um, this is this is a reversal right there. Yeah. Oh, it took yeah. A, one, one, two, three. Yeah. That was a slow count. That's a, that's a count, bro. Okay. Um, now here's, this is this a is weird a, one. This is where he's, he's probably pinned for a second here. Like, yep. Uh, so we, we, I had the other angle, so I was on the other side of this, and you could see his back really clearly. Yeah, but they didn't call. They just called the takedown there. Takedown. Yes. Very weird exchange there between Aiello and, mm -hmm. and Dean at the end. Um, and it wasn't a danger takedown because both guys can't be on their back for danger. So they're saying that Max had control there when he kind of like right. rolled on through. Well, you can't you can't be exposing your back through the other person. So Max's back was on top of JL. So I agree with that call actually. Yeah, back I think it's not so much. That's probably too. And it's a you know the th the thing of it is, it's kind of like my whole thing with the the Nolf Hidley takedown, which I said the point I made yesterday is like okay if Max Dean gives up two near fall there, it's not. It changes changes everything, right? And you can't just say, "Well, he would have won because you can just add these two points." And it's like, no, that does that's not what that actually means. But it does mean that Jaiello should have had near fall that was not given. Um, so that was bad, and it was pretty chaotic there. But then Dean and he had to dig deep against Lou Dupre, and then it, uh, honestly, the, his next two matches were a lot less difficult and theatrical yes. than than his. Round of sixteen. Theatrical. What a it, good. There were theatrics. Well, it's because Gavin Hoffman came up big in overtime twice. Yes. And then beat Woodley. I mean, he had three upsets in a row from the twenty-one to go to the semis. Gavin Hoffman. I feel like we actually got a question about guys that wrestled a lot of overtime matches. I think I feel like mm -hmm. Gavin Hoffman had had a bunch in his career. Off the in or his, in uh, his season. I mean, I'm looking at this. He had two. What the hell is Gavin? Hoffman? Oh, the two. Uh, he only had two at the tournament. That's not bad. No, I just meant for the season because he had some big ones in the. He, he went to overtime with Dean, I thought, or Warner. And he went to overtime with. Well, he beat Amos in overtime. Right. He didn't go to overtime with Warner, but it was six, it was six five. It was a good match. Yeah, oh. you know what? For as much parity as this, this weight class had, um, it wasn't quite as fun at playing out as I hoped it would be. And maybe because there are particular entities in this weight class who are highly boring. Ah. Um, or maybe because they were also it, the parody is so good, right? Maybe, but like I don't know, th there was not a lot of like highly exciting matches. So hey, Dean's next one was a little controversial too with Dupre. Yeah, it was. We could play. It. We have that clip ready to go. The Dupre uh, Dean one. So Dupre came out and got the 
You got the first takedown. Now, it was interesting because we knew uh, Max was going to have someone who he had lost to in his career. He was either going to have Cam Caffey or Lou Dupre. And uh, he lost to Lou back in the 84 days a little while ago, um, obviously. But still knew that Lou was someone that could wrestle with him. But so this they, is questionable because there was a no call initially, and then they went back. So, yes, the original it. was no two for, for Max here. And, you know, Dean, or excuse me, Dupre still has the foot, but Max uh, yeah, is sort of behind. It's weird. I, I'm not sure what to call. Obviously, at this point, there's no takedown, but there is a point yeah. where he's sort of behind and he's got behind the arms. Yeah, why, why didn't that sequence keep playing? I don't know. Or do we have to cut or something? So I would have, uh, I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be two when it was. So I, I wasn't really upset about this one because I actually thought it was two. I mean, it was kind of annoying when, <laughs> when it's Penn State seems to get all the calls. And, you know, our one of our contentions is these freaking calls go to the booth and almost none of them get changed. It's super stupid, right? Yeah. And so I thought it was two on the mat. When they didn't call it, I'm like, oh, damn, they're not going to call it. It's not going to get, it's not going to get changed because barely anything ever gets changed. And then, sure enough, they changed it. Yeah. I now, think do you think? Do you think? Go, I, you would assume going to the booth is better because it's more likely to get overturned because it's not somebody making their own call. However, do these refs like know who's in the booth? Because refs are a pretty pretty tight bunch. They all kind of know each yeah. other. Are you actually less likely to overturn a call of somebody like a friend or somebody you know rather than yourself? Because oh. like. It's easy for me to be like, oh, I made a mistake. That should be two. I want to get it right. It might actually be harder to be like, well, this guy I know, he made a mistake. Isn't the boss man, the, like, isn't the higher up one? So it's kind of like they would all have to defer to the boss. Cause I, I thought the higher up ones were in the booth. Am I wrong, wrong on that one? I don't know exactly the chain of command. Okay. Um, yeah, but there were, the I mean, boss, I, I, would, I would venture to guess it was definitely less than 20% of the calls were changed. Once they went to the booth, yeah, it's, I'm sure it was lower. Um, lower, lower than that, probably. Yeah, like ten percent. Yeah, probably in that range. We those yeah. are. We can get those numbers actually. Okay, let's get those we, numbers. I want them to numbers. Let's get the numbies. But Penn State is notoriously really good at challenges. Like they, yeah. they have. It's not like uh, a lot of people put on their tinfoil hats for for that. But like they just know the rules <laughs> better than uh, tinfoil than a lot of other coaches, unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. So yeah, um, but then Dean uh, kind of cruises against Hoffman, and then it was kind of just a one take. It was but, just the one takedown. We can play it. What? Why? No, no, no. Why did Jacob Warner decide to shoot? It was not an advisable decision. He doesn't. Jacob Warner doesn't shoot. I don't know why he just thought he was going to shoot here. This is not a good idea. Yeah, let's play it. Um, why? It's a good question. First of all, he waited a really long time, and then I think he's probably like, all right, I should take a shot at some point. I don't think he had a stall warning at that point, right? No. I don't think so. So it was like, why? Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I can look. wasn't like you had a stall warning and you were you know, headed towards a, another one and you just figured, hey, I got to get some offense going. Yeah, yeah, they traded quick far. escapes, uh, and really neither guy was trying to score from their feet yes. until until he took that shot. Yes. And you know, Max's Max's best thing is his. Uh, oh right there. man, that was that was not advisable. Yeah, he. Sh we could, if we could go back and watch that, that the didn't look like there was a real. 
the, the setup you needed not, there. Not, not good. And because the the thing is, it's kind of the Spider-Man meme. They're both like really good reattackers, so that needs you know yeah. someone's got to shoot. Um, but yeah, that Jacob's best score is a, is I'm sure I'm sure his number one takedown on the year is a sprawl go behind. For sure, hundred percent, or something off a reattack, definitely. Sure. So yeah, that was and that was basically it, and uh, probably the most, I guess, probably the most boring final. Boring, would we say? Final. Yeah, yep. not good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why, why I've been trying to avoid to talking about it the whole time. Yeah. Dean's first I mean, uh, brothers to win since Aspen Brothers. Hey, congratulations, wow. Dean Brothers, to an exclusive club. That is interesting. Okay. And wasn't their dad like an All-American? Dave Dave was a two-time, I believe a two-time national finalist in Minnesota. Finalist. Uh, that, that's good pedigree. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever yep. been national champ brothers and finalist father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, way, You go way back to, uh, the was it the Perry brothers won like nine yeah, titles Pitt, or something like that? Yeah, the Pitt, the Pitt, yeah, you know about them. I don't know if you can to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, other you things know Oklahoma. I was going to say other uh, really boring matches, right? So Elam gets over the hump against Bastida, but it's 1-0, boring. Uh, Warner, Soltz, 2-0, kind of boring. War, uh, Buchanan over Elam, 4-0, kind of boring. Like, uh, like I said, this we were really excited for this weight class, and it turned out to be kind of eh. Well, in some ways, yes, but in others, um, and just in terms of the results and some of the higher seeds breaking through, that was... I don't know that we were – were we ever like, oh, man, these are just the most entertaining guys. They're crazy. No, our whole thing was was never that. It was just like there's a lot of guys that are really even here and crazy things are going to happen, meaning upsets. Not like, you know, sure. you're not going to have some Jordan Wood, Colton Schultz type of high-flying antics. There's just literally so many – go look at the backside. Look how many twos there are. It's like – it's it's disturbing. I mean, I'm I'm saying like eighty percent of the matches are either one point or overtime. Younger Bastida's doing his part. He's trying to score points. Wait till he starts. Uh, Except against Elam. He won four two five four four three. Yeah, and did you see? Did you <laughs> see his inside trip of Braxton Amos? That was oh. slick off of it. Okay, oh, nice. leg. That was what a nice. hater. That was that was probably the second reverse. best exchange. That was a three two match though. Also, right? Yeah, when it advance. Listen, he's been here 16 months. Right. He's already scored. He's scoring more points than guys that have been wrestling since, you know, 1995. Let's go to heavyweight. All right, we're going to the big boys. Heavyweights, the heaviest of Chevrolet. This is way more fun, except there was one very depressing moment when great American hero White Hendrickson got beat. Well, there were two. <laughs> there were actually two such moments like that because. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he got lanced. Shout out Christian Lance. I think we've already done the Christian Lance deep dive here. So. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to talk too much, but let's get into this uh, this Schultz Wood match here. Let's let's we can play this. And I thought once when Wood beat Cassiopeia, I thought okay, Schultz Schultz just going to win this. But they they wrestled already, and it was a tiebreaker match. Wood really had a the tournament of his life. I mean, he was right yeah. there to make this final, very obviously. And the crazy thing that's lost in that wild exchange is that Schultz got out with like one one second in the minimum amount of time that he had to, or like. Just barely got away in time. Yeah, right here. Yeah. He had like six seconds to get away, and he, he got away in like three. And he gets this reversal. Put the beef on him. Beef. 
Shot. That's a lot of beef, Christian Piles. You wouldn't want that on you. You're not going to lift him up. No, I, I might. I might, though. You can't rule it out. And it, I don't know how Wood finds himself oh! underneath. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Can you imagine being their parents in that moment when, like, <laughs> you're both thinking it's over and then it's just, yeah. Colton Schultz. Definitely uh, uh, the highlight of the of the tournament. And, man, so uh, go. Is Schultz or Kirkfleet the favorite next year? Let's go Schultz. Let's have some fun. <sighs> Or Mason Harris. Man, I, I'm hey, not... It, I mean, the finals, I'm not picking against Penn State. Yeah. So, we need to see this match, one. Two, I think you are... It's it's a mistake to count out Cassiope and Paris in this category because... You know who got so much better in the last year also? Lucas freaking Davison. He he had... Um, yeah, he took dude, Gable he down. He got so much better. Yeah, he took Gable down and... Which is like... Um, should have you as like a Hodge candidate right away. And he, but he, yeah, he competed hard with him. Even after that takedown, he didn't get blown out. He competed pretty hard. And he was mm-hmm. he gave Paris a really competitive match. And then I feel like did did he wrestle Cassiope tough? No, he lost to he lost to Jordan Wood eight seven. Okay, okay, maybe that was the match. So that was a good a good showing for for Lucas as uh, Northwestern continues to really impress. But. Yeah. The interesting like to point thing, out, I was the only one that had him all American. Nice work, thank Katie. you. Yeah, I don't, given his um, um, how much he's stepped up in the last year, because I mean, when he started kicking butt this year, I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, so, given that, I you know, I think who knows his progress again for the the following year could be really good because he he was nine and five, um, and now just national round of sixteen last year. So maybe won a couple matches at nationals, but not not very much right um so my my thing with heavyweight moving forward is paris has never lost to cassiope and we haven't seen that match um but it's never Wait, happened what? paris has never lost to cassiope right yeah he, he killed him in the wrestlebacks so i mean but cassiope beats kirkfleet Okay, Paper Kerf- is a rock. And Kerfley beats Paris. And then there's Schultz. So I don't I'm not putting them in the finals. I think you say, okay, you could assume development for Kirkfleet is going to continue and yes. his trajectory is really strong. But at the same time, he's had he's had some difficulties with some of the guys. So I don't know. It'll really depend on how the regular season plays out and how the seeds play out. Because right now it seems oh. super matchup dependent how heavyweight mm-hmm. moves on now. And then Speaking also Speaking uh, of seeds, did Colton Schultz sitting out against Kirkfleet and getting the two, making the finals, justify doing that? Yeah. Moving forward? Of course it did. Of course it Which did. It the, whole, the whole point was get opposite Gable. You can't do that if you lose to Kirkfleet or Paris. But it worked. Don't hate the player. Hate the NCAA's game. This is their I'm game. This is their rules. Can't be mad Although, at Zeke. Schultz didn't uh, default, like, say, at the conference tournament. They just sent – oh, no, they did actually just forfeit that match. But, like, that doesn't go on Schultz's record if he doesn't take the mat, if he doesn't injury default in the duel. Right. Right. So there's no there's – no, so I don't no know how benefit. you navigate that. Yeah. Hey, if you it's count, on the count schedule. Count wins more. 
Yeah, count you can count wins more also, obviously. Yeah, I think I think as a as a sort of a seeding tiebreaker t- type of criteria, if your two teams wrestled or you were scheduled to wrestle and one guy takes the mat and the other doesn't, that maybe isn't a win, but it should be a differentiator, right? You you don't maybe don't get to say, okay, this is a loss for Colton Schultz now, but as you are in the comparative thing and they're close with the, within a certain threshold, I think they should get some some benefit of that. Because otherwise, I mean, why would I you? I mean, he should. I mean, he was. They were wise to not let him wrestle Kirk. Um, and similarly with with Paris at the in, in that duel, they didn't wrestle. All right. So that's yes. heavyweight, and that really the only thing other than Gable not being back, though he could be. Is, is Orndorff back? Well, yes, he's he is, back. Right? He's back, but will he be inserted? Will they use Feldman? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I was uh just looking through the eligibility because I just looked at a few more as we were talking about this. The extra year made it so ridiculous. I mean, literally so dumb. People are going to be, everyone's going to be in college six, seven, potentially eight years for some of these guys. It's really absurd. I, I, my curiosity is about what happened. Um, everyone saw what happened with a lot of these six, seventh year guys and how they looked. And then they'd be Didn't like, go well. Am I going to sign up for this? Like, I come back and do what? Who, who did it? Who did it? You know, who got better in their six super or benefit? Clark. You know, Clark. 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 Which Clark? Oh, Ke- Keyshawn Clark. You were like saying Corey Clark. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Corey Clark. Um, um, was he a six-year guy? Keyshawn was a six-year guy? Yes. Nicky Soriano, baby. I'm sure. He was six-year. Yeah. But he truly only had four seasons. Yes. So he, yeah. he hadn't done like Kemmer had, and Jaden well, and Stevon. So I think you're posing the question um, – you know, who got that much better? And I honestly, I think like, yeah, you're kind of right on like fifth year to six year development. But obviously there's, you know, say at 33, DeSanto would have been done this year, right? Um, at 41, so, you know, there's other guys who would have, they would not have been able to wrestle this year and they were able to wrestle this year. So guys, a lot of guys held their, um, you know, wherever they were that they kind of held that, right? And so that's taking up spots in the bracket. Um, of other guys who would, if the older guys weren't there with their extra year of eligibility, that would be going into there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, for, yeah. for DeSanto, it was his fifth year, which is a very normal amount of time for a blue chip recruit like he was. He did get, oh, because he never redshirted, but he had an extra, mm-hmm. he actually had five competitive years. Yes. And Got similar for, for Nick Soriano, he never redshirted other than the Olympic redshirt. So, there's a little less wear and tear on those guys than the, the. I believe know. Jordan Wood was a six-year guy. Yes. And he obviously never had to cut weight. Yes, there's, that's a big thing. There's a lot of factors that can. So I think, and it wasn't for me. It's not even about improvement. It's uh, you, you know, these guys, a lot of these guys come back for to help their team have a level of success or to yeah. help it finally get some a certain individual goal and. It, it didn't happen, right? And a lot of these guys were talking. What do you mean by it didn't happen? What didn't happen for um, it, it, it a, didn't a lot of these? Step up to achieve that all American goal or, or whatever that you're. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I would general. have to go on a case by case, more of a case by case basis. 
uh, of you know guys who wouldn't have been back and who came back. But I, I feel like, yeah, obviously, as you know, and, and there's a certain specific team, maybe we won't mention my name, that had a lot of old, really old guys that underperformed compared to uh, last year. So maybe that's on top of your mind. Um, but I kind of support. I feel like the sixth, sixth and seventh years they wrestled to like kind of how good they were. And obviously, for if you're a, and this is it's gonna. I mean, I think this is what's gonna play out over the next couple of years. Wait, what? You you think the the sixth and seventh year guys wrestled to their ability? Uh, yeah, close to yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, what what's gonna happen is, um, well, here let, let me play this out. What's gonna I mean, you can point out so Iowa guys. That's that's the team I didn't want to say it because I don't want to be an Iowa hater, Piles. But uh, those guys, obviously, they they kind of went a little downhill. Um, but a lot of the other guys wrestled fine, I think, comparatively to where their skill level is. But what's going to happen in the next couple of years is as guys get into year six, if they have eligibility left, um, their their team is essentially going to say if they're not good, right? If they're not going to be a contributor, the team is saying, "Hey, man, this is your sixth year. We got no scholarship money for you. Beat it, you know. Get out of here." They and can't do if that. They're really good. They're come on, man. Come on. They're going to yeah. do that. Believe me, this is a big problem for a lot of teams. They have this dead money tied up with guys that don't even want to be varsity. They're gonna. There's a listen. There's a lot. Of, I've been in college rooms. A lot of guys figure out how to. The coaches figure out how to get rid of dudes that they it's, don't want. It's I harder than you when you were a college coach, Ben, for sure. No, I was. Listen, I was in a college room two years ago or a year and a half ago, Christian. I see what happens. It's not easy. Well, it gets done. I'll tell you I that t- much. Okay, it gets done. Okay. It gets well, done. I, I, would just, I, would, I, would, I was there a year and a half ago. Okay. I was in college and I talk to coaches happen. all the time. They get these guys, they're recruits, and then they just want to be depth guys. They don't even want to start. They don't even want to try. Their money's tied up as long as they're making the grades and they're staying out of trouble. There's not an actual mechanism to oh, cut their money. Be mean enough then. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. The, it's um, a problem. Okay. So, anyways, I was going to say it is going to hurt these teams because. Uh, or hurt, hurt the younger individuals because the the good sixth and seventh years they'll keep around with on money and the other ones they're gonna find a way to get rid of them. Yeah, if possible. Now that, that that will be a thing that happens for sure. Uh, push them on. I mean, a lot of guys push them on to medicals, and then that right. takes money away. That's yeah. a good way. Okay. So all right. All right, that's the that's the uh, heavyweight class. Uh, anything else there? One takedown given up. Apparently, uh, also I said all tournament long, and that Yanni didn't give up a takedown, but McDougald actually took Yanni down. So McDougald, he's Quiet. sneaky. So, Mick apologies to all of you. Uh, I messed that one up. Anyway, all right. Next up, where where do we want to go? 141. It's like this. I was gonna say the portal. The portal. Portal. Oh Ooh. yeah, let's, I would love Let's, to discuss the portal. Let's, Let's do it. Now, so here's it. the question, that okay. or here's here's the thing. For so John Smith had a, a quote that came out. Adam Angle, our man on the ground there in Stillwater, said that here's a quote from Coach Smith: "The portal's a joke. You know that, right? It's an out. It's created a toxic environment." Um. So. I think there, there's a couple things at play here because for for I don't think coach is saying that transferring is a joke or a bad thing. Obviously, well, right? I think it's just the mechanism of the portal that he disagrees with. Um, 
So I, I, if we can get a more full statement, I would love to hear more from John Smith because obviously I respect the guy a lot. But I think I, I actually love the portal and I love the current transfer system because it gives more power to the athletes. And what you want to have a balance of power between athletes and coaches because, um, you know, in the old system, if we go many, not not that many years back even, um, you know, an athlete has a lot less power. A coach can leave and coach the next year. There's no that happens all the time, right? No big deal there at all. They don't get suspended for a year or mm-hmm. without pay, but an athlete can't go compete. And so, if an athlete and a coach are having a disagreement, right? And when you think of like um, any any argument, Christian, I'm sure you have arguments with my wife. Me and my wife had a we had a fun one yesterday, right? It happens, and it's always like, who's wrong? Are you wrong? Am I wrong? Is it somewhere in the middle? It's likely somewhere in the middle because it's very rare that one person's 100 wrong. You know, there's there's like some gray area. And so, uh, you know, you need to come to that conclusion and, and resolve it. But when the coach has all the power, where there's a power imbalance and, and the coach knows that the athlete doesn't want to leave because if he leaves and he has to sit out for an entire year, that creates a power imbalance and the coach can kind of be a dick about it. And the athlete has to kind of deal with that. So now the athlete has, um, I don't understand. It's not an equivalent amount of power, right? Because they would still have to go get another scholarship or something like that at another place, but they have the opportunity or the possibility to. Um, that's a really good thing. If they had to sit for a year, and I, you know, obviously Evan Wick would be a great situation. Would Bono have released him? I don't, probably not. Probably not. Especially, especially Evan initially was strongly considering Penn State. Would Bono have released him? Hell no. Yeah. We got a question to divert a little bit about the rumors about Wick going to Penn State and Soriano going to Penn State were like very real this summer. And if they both would have gone to Penn State, oh my god, that would have been like tournament record setting. <laughs> would it? Would yeah, they have with those points? I mean, oh, six I chances. Do the math, six chances six never happens. Yeah. Third place points. Yeah, it would. I mean, because what one fifty seven is the yeah that probably would have set the set the total. So yeah, but back to the the, the transfer portal thing. So I I like the balance that it provides between coach and athlete. Now to John Smith's point, there are listen. There's a lot of kids out there, and this, and and mostly this is um this is worked into the kids by the parents. So and for but the, by the time the kids get to college, they are adults. So I guess they would need to take um they would need to uh, take responsibility for their own actions. But there's a lot of kids who think everything else is someone else's fault. And if I'm not having the success I want, it's not my fault. It's your fault. And it's a lot easier to blame other people than it is to take and to say, this is my problem. This is my problem. I need to get better. And I have the resources where I need to go. Then on the other side, I got so many, I I could, I could do a monologue for 30 minutes On, on the other side, on the other side, College coaches are tricky, dude. They trick some of these dudes into going to college. They do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they, they, you know, I'm, I, de- I deal with it all the time because I coach high school kids, and they're like, "This coach wants me to come on this recruiting trip," or and they put a lot of pressure and a lot of guilt, and it, a lot of times it gets kids to commit places that they maybe don't really want to be, and then so for them to go there, and you know, they had a three day trial run, right? an official visit, right? A three day trial one when they were at the college. To say like this is the place I want to live, and then they get there and they're like, "Wait, this is this is not what I expected," or "This sucks," or you know, uh, "I went to this college because this coach was going to be here." Now this coach left, mm-hmm. or a teammate, or right? It could be five hundred different things. And so, yeah, I, no, I love the fact that 
kids can transfer easy. And yes, obviously our kids that are going to blame things on the people sometimes that's, but that's their problem. They're going to, they're going to live with that the rest of their life. I know maybe it does affect these college teams, but they're going to live with that the, the rest of their life. And do you really want to keep a kid like that on your team? Cause there's a potential that if everyone, everything is someone else's problem, that they're going to be kind of a cancerous uh, entity within your team. Yeah, that is a definite thing. Circling back. If Nick and Evan went to Penn state, uh, they would have had 169 total points, which would not actually be the NCAA record. Which uh, what is it? well 170 record, right? Nine se- 97 Iowa had 172. Um, 172. Yeah, and there was that's not actually the record. I don't think uh, there's like an adjusted. But they used to do a different scoring system. Yeah, so I think um, either way, 170 or 172 is the is the record, I okay. believe. 169 would not be the record, which is crazy to think that six champs and a third would not be enough, um, but it wouldn't. Yeah, and and on the other side, John Smith has had a uh, he's had a lot of kids transfer, and you know maybe maybe he needs to take take a deep look into how he's treating certain people. And I you know I know he's old school and comes from the tough love, but. Um, maybe some people aren't feeling tough love. Maybe they're just feeling the tough, tough hate or something, right? They, uh, you know, maybe you need to take a deep look at that. Yeah, I, I do think the uh, the shift in the, you know, the leverage that the coaches don't have is definitely a factor in it. But also the the teams that are going to learn how to look at the look at the top four teams and how drastically they were impacted by by transfers. You know, you and had getting transfers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had mm-hmm. you had Penn State had Kirkfleet and Dean, you had Michigan who had um, Soriano, among yep. other, among and they also had Brucky as well who's a transfer. Yep. Iowa had Ironman and DeSanto. DeSanto. Um, the fourth team was Arizona State. They had McGee, they had Parco, and I think that's it. Munoz. So, who? Munoz hurt them. Yeah, he hurt them. Yeah, I mean, in Arizona State's case, though, both of those kids that transferred had their programs dropped. Right, right. So it wasn't even like they actually wanted to leave. The, and what, another thing with the portal, is it's not like full-on leverage because um, the team, if you go in the portal, can they? that is a mechanism they can cut your money if you go in the portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a risky run. Now, some of these guys aren't on money, and someone, brought, someone actually tweeted at me about um, – about PSU dumping for clearing. They didn't dump the, the, the word was for clearing. He walked on to Penn state. Um, he wasn't getting any that. money. Yes. Um, so there was no money to get rid of there. He was not on money. Um, so that is a, uh, they, they didn't. Yeah. So, and yeah. he wasn't going to so start. What do you think? I mean, leave. what's your opinion? I gave my opinion. What's your yeah. opinion? I mean, I think the portal is a good thing. I do think it can reinforce bad behaviors that, I think it, it could publicize bad behaviors or instincts that athletes might have in terms of lack of accountability. But I think the portal isn't what creates that. Um, it does create a fast track for not confronting difficult situations, right? It makes it a lot easier. It kind of puts it in an express lane for something's hard. There's an easy way to get out of it, right? Whereas yeah. – Figuring out and problem solving, making it work wherever you are, is inherently more difficult and challenging, but could be potentially but again, way if that more was, rewarding. 
if that was balanced by something on the coach's side also, I could be more okay with it. You know, but the problem mm-hmm. the, the problem that I have is there there was a power imbalance previously, right? Where the kid has to sit out a year and coaches can do whatever the hell they want. And there's there's no mechanism to punish them for their their poor behavior. Um so okay. it's really well, just one sided. The penalty of the por- the portal has nothing to do with guys having to sit years or not sit years. It's just a more um well, it, no, it is when you think when you think about an argument happening, and one side the the athlete is saying, "Okay, if if so, we'll say me and you. If me and you argue, and I'm the athlete, and you're the coach, and we cannot come to a conclusion that we both like, and I say, hey, 'Hey, we're just not going to get along. I, I got to go, right?' Um, and and let's say it's my fault. I got to go sit out a year. I deal with that, right? What mm-hmm. if it's what if it's you, Christian? Are we are we are we saying that no coaches are total assholes and doing the wrong things because that's that's not feasible, right? There's definitely some. When we look at whose fault is the problem, some of it is the coach's problem. There's just no no. There's no way that's not the case. So now, if it's you're the one causing the issue, right? The coach is the problem, mm-hmm. and now I have to bear the brunt of that the punishment. I have to bear the year because you're uh, doing bad things. That's not fair. That's a power imbalance. And you're not bearing any of that, right? And because what a lot of these college coaches do, they're able to paint this rosy-ass picture on some kid's recruiting trip. Um, I mean, I'll just say it with Bono. He said he said when Evan chose to leave, he said, no one likes Evan. No one likes Evan. He's a, he was a can't Dude, couldn't be more not true. Evan was like, he's, he's just a great dude. I mean, this is like, I don't know if you've been around Evan Wick, but he's like a really good genuine good happy person really hard worker like i can't really see anything wrong with evan right i spent a lot of time around the guy i don't i don't have any issues with him so the coach says oh it was his problem he was the butthole he did this he did that right and none of that's true and so in the situation where i have to sit out a year i have a power imbalance and i have to deal with your crap because i don't want to because in evan Wiss case he doesn't get to go wrestle that last year he doesn't so, yeah, that – I guess we're talking about different things. You're just talking about the current state of transferring in college wrestling. I'm talking about, like, the portal itself, the, the mechanism of putting your name in this thing saying, hey, guys, reach out to me. Because that doesn't have well, anything to do with – Yeah, it's just a more efficient way to – yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have anything to do with if guys get to sit or have to sit out a year, right? That's well, just I, like – there's I, just there's a change in NCAA legislation – Basically, Nick Soriano started all this. He he got the ball rolling yeah. on. Um, so I feel like the, I feel like what I'm talking about is what John Smith is talking about. The fact that athletes can kind of freely come and go as they please, mm-hmm. which he doesn't like. I think yes. that's what John Smith is actually discussing. So, you know, I mean, I think that's what we should discuss. We shouldn't discuss the, okay. the, the portal as a mechanism. John, John Smith, uh, you know, is probably saying, like, I wish kids were stuck here and couldn't leave, even if they were unhappy. Yeah, and I I don't know. Um, is that what he means? We have one. We have two sentences. To... Well, I mean, yeah, no. I would I would love to ask him. Like I said, I would love to ask him more. That's my outside interpretation. Yeah, I mean, I listened to John one time talk about how him and Kenny Monday, you know, this was in, in response to not liking RTCs. It was like, well, the athletes having too easy because me and Kenny Monday went and had to go fundraise money um, from individual businesses and colleges colleges shouldn't have to do that the athletes should go do that themselves because that's what i did and it's like well i mean that was obviously 
had, you know, took a lot of ingenuity and, and innovation for you to go fundraise all that money for yourself. And that's freaking awesome that it's great that you did it. Right. But, um, if a college can go fundraise money for their RTC in a much more efficient manner and provide a place for athletes to train, then that's a really good thing too. Yep. Yeah. So I think there's, there's two, it, it, it's different dynamics. I think you hit it. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, Ben. I, okay. I do. I do like that athletes have more mobility. It's always been nonsense that coaches can leave whenever they want. And then the athletes are stuck there. Oh. Um, I say stuck. They're not actually stuck. They can leave, but you know what I mean. But they kind of are stuck because because especially when you're um you know when you have four four year window, we're talking, um right, we're talking twenty five percent of your eligibility is gone if the coach doesn't okay it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think transfers are good. I think they're gonna make. I think for for us, it's gonna make. You know, this I I said it on the Mon or Tuesday show that hey, this is gonna be the craziest season for transfers. I bet pro maybe ever, like one of them, um, and then it kind of turned into something else. But I just think the current state of the portal and everything, and coaches now realizing like, man, should I? I could invest heavily in this high school junior or senior, and maybe he'll do some or i can say i know this person yeah. can do this at the college level and mm -hmm. i have this money set aside i think that's going to be the new thing and how is the next move and this is where i think i i get where coach smith may be coming from because think about like this like but i don't i'm not saying i agree or disagree with this i'm saying oh, yeah let's play the other side here's the other side all right i'm a small time program a smaller program non-traditional yes. power we yeah. say we say, hey, guy from Ohio who got you know third four times. We see what you can actually be, and we're gonna invest in you. We're gonna da 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 da, and you bring it in. That guy comes in and he proves himself right, and he proves those coaches right. Has that early success? Okay, now I've proven what I can do at the college level. So yeah. hey, guys, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to step up to the big time. I want to be in a Big Ten. Big time program. I want to go to Oklahoma State, Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State, Arizona State, etc. That's so, where. That's when I listen. I'm not saying it's right no, or wrong. I, I, can I push back on what you said there? Um, and and I don't. I have no research, so this is just going to be my my own intuition on this. Um, and you would have to, um, you know, we would have to go ask actual individual athletes. But like when someone when someone goes from not very good to being really good, all of a sudden. And I know, I know what happens, obviously. Most likely, a lot of that comes from investment from the coaches into the athlete, yeah. right? And then some type of bond being created. I believe in you. You get better type of thing. I would venture to guess a lot of those type of people don't leave, you know? Yeah. I know, like, Hildebrandt, but, like, I, I don't you know. So I, we would need to know their stories, right? But I think there's probably more that don't leave than do leave from a program like that because there are really tight bonds created and you know you uh, loyalty is part of it but you also not only loyalty but you also see hey i was over you know i was down here and now because i came here and this coaching staff or this partner now i'm up here you know i mean that that definitely yeah i mean i don't know that's how it I could feel be about that. Yeah, and it could be like a boogeyman I'm creating. Like this is kind of the worst case scenario, the small program. They build this guy up, he does great, and then he takes the first train. That is 
But I do. Yeah, think but that... I mean, it would be really fun if we actually like took like, uh, say, a Keyshawn Clark. What happened in American? I said for him, I think it was grad school, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I, I guess I'm I'd be curious as to why Hildebrandt didn't go back to Central Michigan. I mean, maybe his thing was go win a team title or so, something like that. And you know, it'd be interesting to actually go through be like Northwestern for Seabass. I'm pretty sure it was a school issue. Mm, you know, I don't know. I think he wanted that, to go back to Jersey. I mean, okay. The the rumors about Sebastian transferring were like almost a year in advance. Like he's leaving, okay. he's gonna leave after he graduates. So I don't know what that was about. And honestly, he yeah. had his he had his best years at at Northwestern. I would say. Yeah. So it would be really interesting to see, like, you know, what what is the actual reason? Is is what we're proposing, where a kid goes to a small program and then gets picked off? Is it happening like we're thinking it's happening, or or are there other reasons that maybe we're not seeing? Yeah, and and of course we're we're never going to see all the reasons, right? There's probably almost no instances where we'll have the full picture of what was happening in the room, what was happening with the athlete, with the coaches, yeah. etc. So it's yeah. a lot of it's hypothetical. But I like, um, in general, I think I think it's I think it's a good thing. So who's think, going to the portal this year? I don't. Well, Rocky Jordan's in the portal. Um, Rocky Jordan, mm-hmm. he should be. That's yeah, I mean that's that's a smart move, and it's got to be strange because his brother's literally on staff at Ohio but State. That, but but the writing's like on the wall. Yeah, that's a situation where, um, especially if he's going to a Big Ten, he wouldn't even be able to do it before, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe because his brother's the coach, he would have said, "Hey, hey, Tom, let's 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 let him go for free," you know. Mm-hmm. But like, there's been plenty of situations where. Uh, a college coach has not allowed a backup to transfer because they think, oh, I know, I don't, Rocky can actually wrestle Caleb Romero really close. And I don't want him wrestling for someone else because maybe he beats Caleb, you know, two out of 10 times or something to that effect. Right. No, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And uh, no, no doubt some of these coaches don't want to see him go and want to keep him as, as long as possible. What percentage of the All-Americans this year do you think transferred? I'm looking. It, it's kind of a, a low percentage. Like, there's not a lot. I'm looking through all the All-Americans, how many transferred. Right. And there's the small amount, and actually the majority are kind of when they're older. So, like, Soriano was older. Rivera was older. Well, he was, was sort, older. sort of older. Not really. He transferred after his freshman year. Who? Soriano. Oh, oh my gosh. Duh. I'm forgetting his first transfer. <laughs> I forgot his first chance. I was thinking about it. I was I know. thinking about this one. Wow! What so, an idiot. So looking at looking at twenty five, right. um, I think Soriano is the only guy that's transferred on that's the podium. Yeah. One thirty three. Desanto, McGee, Corbin Myers, McGee and McGee had to obviously though. So I don't know if that's a really a fair count. His program got dropped. There was no options. Yeah. Um, okay. so, so three. Corbin Myers. Where did Corbin Myers? Oh, he Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And now again, his coach left, right? So I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. you should get a free pass to go. Your yeah, these, these aren't judgment. We're just counting the transfers. Yeah, and I'm just talking about them, so because not everyone may know this that's listening to our yeah. program. Uh, Kijan, Sebastian, um, for for forty one. I don't think anyone. And both else. of those guys were older when that happened. Yes, forty nine. Gomez. Gomez. What, what was his situation? Because he was kind of retired. He was retired, and then he unretired. He thought he was done, and then got the itch and wanted to look elsewhere. So Kyle did he Parko? not like Iowa State then? I I don't know if he, why did. he didn't go back there. He didn't or... want to continue wrestling there. Okay. 
Um, Harco, obviously program dropped again, so mm -hmm. forced transfer. 57. None of them, I don't think. None. Right? No. None. 65. None Wick. Wick. That's a big one. That's it. Yes, so that's 74 it. 74 is none, I think. Correct. Right? 84, Correct. also none. Also none. Marcus Coleman, Jonathan Lowe, no. 97, none. Max Dean, that's a big one. Max Dean will be the big one. Bastida transferred uh, from Cuba. <laughs> and Max Dean, transfer. you almost say, I mean, Max Dean, you almost say it's non-wrestling related a little bit from what our understanding is. Well, I mean, they uh, freaking Ivy League canceled wrestling for a year, and they were they were worried they were canceled again, and other things that you know I don't want to get the show canceled, so I won't even talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> Greg Balsek was a transfer as well. He was at Clarion. Oh, he was. But was he was he a graduate school or like what's his story? I don't know anything about. His he's transfer. been there. He's been at Rutgers a little bit. He may have been a graduate transfer, but um, yeah. Okay. And, Greg and then heavyweight. Transferred. Greg Kirkfleet is a transfer, and Lance? Christian Lance. Oh, Lance from D2 to D1. From D2 to D1. So we didn't really have any examples of um, – so obviously, Edinburgh, big coaching change. Uh, Old Dominion and uh, Fresno canceled their programs. But there wasn't really any other examples of, like, small school uh, have success in a big school because, like, Bullsack, for example – he didn't really have them. I mean, he was like okay at Clarion, but not great. Yes, never all American. True. Yeah, he never never reached that that level and then left. He went. Yeah. He left. He didn't reach the level and then he got on the podium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of uh, transfers that would fall under the category that I was I was describing. But we'll see. Yeah. It's gonna it's going to accelerate. You think so? I mean, well, I, at the same at the same token, you know, Suriano's transfers, I don't think were uh, they're definitely not the example I was bringing up. But you yeah. know, he he was having success everywhere he was wrestling. He yeah. was he was the two seed at NCAA's his true freshman year, yeah. uh, and he beat the first and second placers that year. Yes, he then uh, won NCAA's the very next year at Rutgers, and then. Did not – then he – or no, he got second to Spencer. He had the knee injury. And then he won the next year. And then he transferred out of Rutgers. So he was having success everywhere he went. Yes. Agreed. He's just a man on the move. Who knows where man he's on going the, next? A man on the move. <laughs> where is he going next? I don't know. The real wrestling no man. Honestly, he, I'm sure he um, doesn't know. You know what uh, I thought was going to be a big factor in this transfer portal too is that – there was a good 18-month window where high school athletes were not able to visit colleges, literally at all. Like, they mm -hmm. weren't allowed to go there. So I really thought, man, there's a bunch of people who are going to sign up for something and they never, ever seen it or been there, and they're going to get there and say, damn, this ain't what I signed up for. I'm out of here. So one thing I, I mentioned about about the transfer and just like the offseason, the offseason chatter is often about recruiting, who's who's going where, Coaching changes and transfers. I feel like yes. it's going to be a quiet. I mean, a quiet. I feel like we haven't talked about coaches. recruiting for a while. We haven't. I think I'll, so many are locked up. That's why. Yeah, probably. Once. Yeah. once so the 
a lot of the juniors are locked up, right? Are you saying, or are the seniors, or both? Both. I think there's a there's a, a lot of the a lot of the big Still names. Still decent amount of 2023s out there, but yeah, yeah. the big guns. 2023 um, big recruiting class rankings. You already have 2023 recruiting class rankings. It's gonna be a running thing. Dang! Already? What? It's not a final thing, but you know, you get a you get a bit uh, another recruit, you move up in the rankings. That's how mm-hmm. it's done. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is. I mean, it feels really early because this doesn't close for what are we talking <laughs> like fifteen months. That's or right. Something? That's why it's fun to track. Yeah. Right. Wow. I never. The team came article. out strong early, and then they got this thing. Wait till you see our top thirty kindergartners article. You think that's early? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I can't believe we got scooped on that one. I can't believe I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened. That was all timer. (laughs) Wow! Wow! Classic moment. Where were you when? (laughs) Wow! I saw it and I was like, "Oh God!" Puke in my stomach. It was great. Uh, Love it. We we, I think we could go younger. Honestly. Oh stop! Like best potential parents, you know athleticism and drive you know who could have the best wrestling child you know do they live in a hotbed for wrestling we could go deeper ben we could go much deeper oh that's funny all right uh i'm trying to look at the class of 2023 rankings so i can see what percent i I never seen an article before but what percentage of them are actually committed Boom. I'm, I'm going to find it eventually. Uh, you, you find – what I was just going to say is I don't expect a lot of major coaching changes, which is probably the first sign that there's going to be tons. Well, why, why do you feel like that? Because where? Who's who's retiring? Who's on the hot seat? Um, people can say, you know, this one this one team comes up every year, but, like, I don't think they're going to make what a change. What team? O- Oklahoma comes up every single year. Like, no matter who's the coach, it's like, oh, they're looking. I think o- – my theory is – Oak, the Sooners, um, whatever, Boosters just got big mouths and like to flap their gums and, and just like stir Flapping up chatter more than any other any other school. Because it, it comes up every single year. And uh, I don't I don't think it's merited, personally. I don't um, think... Gabe Arnold going to Iowa. You guys don't have that written in your rankings. Who? There you yeah, uh, I'm on the 2023. Nate, what happened to Meyer Shapiro? He was such a beast at UWB Cats. I haven't heard nothing about him. Tell well, he doesn't. He Meyer doesn't Shapiro. wrestle a ton. He's the man, though. He's very, very good. He, he didn't wrestle. Who's number one? So everyone would have seen him then. But then he, uh, he had to pull out for injury. Um, hey, I, I don't want to complain here, Christian. Um, All right. Well, this you class are. of 2023 big board here. It still says top sophomores in a bizarre year. Uh, it hasn't been updated since June 9, 2021. So, JD, get to work, baby. Maybe a little. Hey, why there. are you coming at me? I don't know. Seems like something. Not the big do. board guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Hayden Walters, only a junior? Wow. He's good. All right. Hayden you want to go to questions? No, I want to stare at this big board for a while. All right. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> it's very boring. What do you boring. want to talk about? Why is it boring? It's fun. Ryder reading Rigotsky. names. Ryder Rogotsky, he, he's probably going to move up a little bit. Oh, Braden Skulls, he's a savage. He should definitely move up. He is, like but him. we don't wrestle anything in Wisconsin, so it's going to be, you know, he hasn't had a, a really good match since probably last summer, unfortunately. Who Jason added Clark. the 10? Oh, yeah. Keep going. I'm just going to say names. I'm just going to keep interrupting. <laughs> Great radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, go, go, go. Do Are it. you sure? Uh, uh, 
Oh, Koi Beeskins, he's got to move up. He's at 54. He's freaking good. Now that Nick Lee's college career is over, how does he stack up against the Kale era Penn State wrestlers? So I think he's squarely behind. All five. What'd you say? All, I mean, all five at least. And then I have to. Con- so it's where does he fall in the Chinzo Mark Hall sort of strata? I guess yeah. is probably the question. Nico. So, okay. Let's look. So at what this. are his finishes? Five, three, one, one. That sounds. Uh, was he fifth as a true freshman? He was fifth. Yeah, I think that's right. So he's behind DT, Ed, Zane. This is not in exact order. Nolf. Fifth, 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 first, first. So he's behind Mark Hall and Vincenzo then. Well, are you just. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Did not redshirt, right? He uh, he definitely uh, went as a true it's, freshman. It's unattached, and then obviously he he had the, he had a good year in the. Um, I mean, there's a chance. So obviously, you you take his five years, but if you take the last year off, he probably would have won in 2020. Also, so you know, you go five five one one. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. 2020 had one loss. It was to Ironman, right? Yes. 20. No. Uh, no. Luke Fletcher. Oh, remember that. They went back and forth. Game. They went back and forth. They went well, yeah, they're one on one. So there's a there's a, probably a pretty solid he would have been number two seed going to NCAs. There's probably a pretty solid chance he would have won it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen yeah. that movie. So all right, he's behind DT, Ed, Zane, Nolf, Nickel. Then you've got Nico, Mark Hall, Chenzo, Quentin Wright. Man, no, he's above Quentin Wright. They've above had so Quentin. many good guys. He's above Quentin Wright. You're certain of this. I'm certain. Final answer. Why is that? Uh, I mean, because Quentin Wright had, during the seasons, um, he had a lot of L's, both his, I believe, not his senior year, but I believe both his. Okay, they had the the same amount of undefeated seasons. Um, One. One. But then Nick Lee had two one loss seasons. So, I mean, I guess you would say Nick Lee would have had zero undefeated seasons, is your argument there. Quentin did wrestle as a true freshman, but then he did re- he redshirted after that. So I think he took fifth as a true freshman, then redshirted, then came back, and he was not that good that year. And then you know he was like a freaking nine seed at Big Tens, and then you know ended up what winning a national title, right? He did. He won Big Tens and NCAs that year, but then after after that he basically was pretty. He's very steady. He did take a loss his junior year. He lost to Bozak, and I think he had one other loss in the regular season. Uh, and, but then his undefe- his last year, he bumped up another weight, and he was undefeated, and he beat Dustin Kilgore, who was a returning NCAA champion. I think he's got he may have better wins than than Nick Lee, although we watched Nick. And one thing mm. that clouds a little bit of our judgment is that Nick Lee beat Yanni in freestyle and Zane Rutherford, but I'm not sure if that's a criteria. I don't know. It would be yeah, interesting. Okay. I mean, honestly, it would be good content to – Rank the ten Rank. best Penn State re- Kale era wrestlers of all time because it's not easy. Well, yeah, I mean, we we did the top five. Um, remember that? Yeah, and that's a very debatable order. Absolutely. Uh, and then you know, how did Nico was two two three two one two two three one? That's pretty I feel like nuts. Nick Lee's better than Nico. Hmm. Just because, like, even in senior year, we were like, is Nico going to win? It was kind of, like, definitely in the margins. Um, 
And I and I guess I guess Nickley did go to overtime with Ironman this year, but it, 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 that was an exception, right? He was very dominant besides that match. Yeah, I, w- I would say Nico was in much tougher weight classes. He had Nathan Tomasello, Thomas Gilman, uh, et cetera, in his weights, and he won that year. Was he? But that was the year uh, Gilman got upset, right? So no. he should have been the under. He beat Gilman in the NCAA finals. Oh yeah, Durr. Um Okay. All right. Let's Nico hater. You hate also. small people, and you hate heavyweights. Small people. I just picked. I picked freaking uh, Nickley over Quentin Wright. You hate Quentin Wright. Okay, but are you putting Nick Lee behind RBY at this point in time? Are you putting Nick Lee above him? Man, maybe. Because the weights... I I mean, I look a lot at who you beat. uh, And maybe I'm not looking at the... But I think beating Dayton Fix twice is quite a feather in the cap for Roman. Not to mention DeSanto. RBY was eighth. And then... True freshman. True freshman. Which is better than Nick Lee's... Or which is not as good as Nick Lee's... So he went eighth and then Corona year, and he would have been what a five seed at NCAs. Yeah, he wasn't going to, he lost to Seabass bad and gross. Yeah, I don't know if he lost during the year. Yeah, no, it was really competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, so he lost to gross and Seabass. So, you know, let's just say he takes third or something, you know, somewhere in there. I think that's fair. Eight, three, one, one. But if he gets another one, two undefeated. I think it's another one that he goes up above, I think, everyone except the top five. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, maybe so. I think so. He's more three, three champ. Yeah, well, they, the I mean, besides the top Chinzo five. Chinzo got kind of screwed, though, because Chinzo could have been a three-timer with two wins over Imar. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That that puts him been. in. And when you talk about elite wins, beating Imar, when he beat Imar, that is one of the more shocking NCAA moments i can ever recall and he yes. beat him then he first, did the, first second and then was he the number one seed his 2020 year he lost to bull he, he and bull split he they lost, were the top two guys who were number two to bull yes mm-hmm. how, how do you think that goes and, and, <laughs> let's just let's just use our imagination you for, know for but a moment um oh so i mad. so then i go i go chen you're right you're right i'm wrong i go chenzo number six then yeah there's a lot of and there's so many honestly you really need someone to sit down and i think you would appreciate it more and have a more informed thing because you want you want things like bonus you want things like best wins yeah. you want the the full picture and uh if, if we could provide that i think it'd be be interesting because it's really it's crazy how many multi chance. I mean, Mark Hall is only a one timer, but he is he is someone who he could have had the bookend uh, career. A neck cramp. What the oh, heck? Yeah. Yeah. Be tough, man. That strong neck. That's the podcasting. Is. Podcasting is not not for the faint of heart, Ben. Oh, some people can handle <laughs> it. Some uh, people can't. I don't know. Uh, but like Mark Hall is an interesting one because his he would have been the. Um, two, the one I think because he beat oh, Kimmer yeah. at Big Tens. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. Kimmer won the duel and then lost at Big Tens, whereas it was like flip flop with Bull and Chinzo. Like, so because oh, Valencia went up that year, there. So he could have very well won. How about yeah, Valencia's so interesting there. Too. Probably goes one one two two one is probably where Mark mm-hmm. goes. Yeah, with his NCAA losses to Zahid. 
who was going to win the Hodge, and then his season got. Actually, everyone acts like he's a Corona year, Corona casualty. He was not. He is a suspension (laughs) casualty. Yeah. Speaking of Zahid, Zahid, Aaron Brooks, maybe in uh, World Team Trials, amongst others, 86 kilos. Getting excited about that. Okay. Uh, All right. Other questions. That was a good one, though. Where Nick Lee fits. Where does he fit? It's almost like Kale's pretty good at coaching or something. Well, we'll see. I mean, everyone wants to rush to judgment here. But uh, 9 out of 11, it's still a little, you know, who knows. Let's see Jury's still out on that one. Jury's still out. I'm, saying, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm just saying there's not – you don't know for sure. Of all the guys competing, competing their, completing their careers this year, who do you think has a chance to find success in senior-level wrestling? This is interesting because I honestly don't have a ton of names that come to mind other than Gable, all, all <laughs> who the, already won the Olympics. So with, with anyone who who is finishing the eligibility this year, mm-hmm. who do well, you see? Give me a list. F. Oh, oh I mean, don't, you, we kind of know who's got Nick, so, Nick Soriano, okay. Nick Lee, okay. Nick Soriano. I don't know if that dude's going to wrestle. I'm not. Uh, I will be nervous. Him What's he going to do? Now. Be a thespian? The guy's going to wrestle. Maybe. Maybe he's going to fight. I don't know what he told me. He's got that fighter pop. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know, man. I think he's. I think he wants. I think he's got senior level aspirations first. Nick Lee is did Santo going to wrestle? What's the Santo going to do? He, he said yeah, he's, he's going to wrestle. He's going to wrestle. Okay. He'll be an he's, interesting guy at sixty. You know, Steve, I'll say it. At sixty-one Uh-oh. against Roman, that would be a lot more. Uh, I won't sure. say he'll win. You can push him out. But Roman will have. I bet Roman can tip him a bunch when he goes in a leg attacks. That's yeah. It opens up a lot of different things. I'm just saying the match will look really different. Whereas I think Ironman's gonna wrestle too, right? Yeah, he said he's not done. I would assume so. But I, I'm not. You know, he's a 65. Is he gonna enter the Yanni Nick Lee Zane if he comes down Strata? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean he's beaten Logan Steber. Uh, he's had some good wins. I know, I mean, but he's gonna be out for a while now. Yeah. So we probably wouldn't see Ryan him until Deacon's 20. beaten James Green before. Deacon's interesting. Deacon, oh, he's someone where it's like, man, should he go up to 74 and start just building up there for the for the Olympic year? Yeah. Most likely. I think that I think he's in. I think he's gonna be really good at freestyle. He's already been really good. He's a junior world silver medalist. He's made final. Final X guy. Yes, he's beaten James Green. He's he's super good. Man, I feel Is like Evan gonna wrestle Wick, Wick, Wick was third last year. Yes. Yep, Ed, so there's a lot more talent entering the entering the senior level thing. Like hey, Evan's not going to fight or something crazy, right? He uh, seems not super fighty. He, he to had me. like joked about it a few times. I don't think he was very serious. Okay, good. That was my take. Um, I mean, so Miles, Miles Mean. Well, yeah, he's already oh, Olympic bronze. <laughs> um, so hey, with. You know, a couple of years ago, Iowa had Iowa RTC or whatever had all the women, and they kind of were um, had got rid of Gilman. And we're like, where are Iowa guys at the senior level? Mm-hmm. Because, and we thought, hey, they're saving it for this class that's going to be done in 2021. Obviously, that class got delayed by a year, but now when you look at this class of 2022, you're like, is Kemmer going to stay around and wrestle? Is Marinelli like? I don't know. Like, I don't really see it. It feels like they're ready to move on. Well, I would be surprised if Kimmer did. I feel like Shocked, yeah. he's ready to. I mean, he's not healthy, right? And yeah, for Bull, he, I don't know. 
I don't think so. Didn't Marinelli say in his interview he was ready to kind of start coaching? He hadn't really decided, but he alluded to. to he was non-committal, which I think is smart. Um, but I, I, I think probably you can't imagine him sticking around much wrestling again. And I can't imagine Caleb Young. No, no, right? I mean, so it's like they were saving all this money for this class, and now you're looking at it like, who? I mean, Spencer probably will wrestle after another year. Um, yeah, so Spencer actually Spencer was supposed to be, you know, already in the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and in that yeah. program, and now he's his got delayed even another year because of his injury season. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, Spencer's going to be obviously a huge cog to build around for for them. And you know some of it, the RTC thing is you want guys there for the for the college team to yeah. roll with and mentorship, et cetera. That's yeah, that's the thing for some. I mean, some of them are say like a Michigan or Penn State are very very highly competitive. Hundred, yeah. There's no question. So yeah, they're. I I think you know obviously the the ideal is to build your build your program around guys you recruited. For on the senior level, but I think in 2022 you, you should play the play the free agency if you want to build your RTC right. Um, yes, with 100%. a with a nucleus of d- your of, of of athletes that were in your program because I think that's just a better more seamless transition. But I think looking at looking around and saying, oh, "Okay, how can we be additive to our guys?" is is important. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Okay. Um, next question: Who of the ten champs is most likely to have a successful transition to MMA eventually? Carlos Taraki was talking about fighting people. I uh, yeah, he said he'd run through the division. Clean out a division. Yeah, he needs to simmer down until he goes and fights someone. But I like the yeah. confidence. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a <laughs> Serrano would be. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll, Serrano would be good. RBY would be good. <laughs> I mean, Nick Lee would be good, but he don't want to fight nobody. Uh, Steve S. But was Frankie it champs, Edgar's right? Boy. Didn't we say champs? Was that oh, the question? Oh, just champs. Sorry. Yeah, this said champs. I mean, I think Roman and Soriano have this elusivity that would be very beneficial in, in the fighting. Gable, I mean, Gable would be so freaking good. I, 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 my guess is he goes WWE for a few years, builds a larger name and a larger following, and then goes and demands money. A lot more money for fighting and it's probably a smart move yeah i think it's i think it's smart I, I think the idea i've said i don't think gable's wrestled his last match for his career i think really Want to no, i that? think he comes back at some point for something and wrestles again the oh, guys i don't know the guy's competitor take supreme beat the streets ben yeah D- yeah take one <laughs> for the team ben beat the streets. hell no <laughs> <laughs> that was so You dumb. thought Jordan's double leg was hard. Well, I'd be more worried about. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna go snap. He goes snap high single a lot. Doesn't do too many double legs. Yeah, but he might make an exception for you. That'd be unfortunate. <laughs> it would be for almost everyone. I no, I think you know the MMA angle is definitely there, but I I see. I mean, he alluded to it in the press conference like twenty twenty four. Is uh, he's gonna look at it, you know, winning winning the Olympic title? Yeah. So I I don't it's think he's wrestled hard this last match. when you. 
I mean, here's my hard thing. He's obviously going to have, because there's going to be parts of him that definitely want to do it, right? But there's going to be mm-hmm. another part of him who's committed to being really good at something else. And then, you know, it's like, well, if I'm committed to being good, at, he's the type of person that he's committed to being good at something else. How is he going to spend all this time on this other thing that he also wants to be an Olympic champion at? You know, it's like, it's really going to be challenging for him. Here's my thought on that is yeah. like, it's not like you when you were trying to be a fighter, but you were also entering like world team trials. And those things are yeah. just at odds with each other. I mean, we're talking about acting. We're talking about something that but is it's... not competitive. It's like the, the things aren't in competition with each other. It's like you can have like, you know, your occupation or whatever, which I don't think he's not going to be they grinding. They actually spend a lot of time doing that. No, they do spend it, – it is, it's time-consuming. It is time consuming. I'm I'm sure it is. Um, Unless you're not training. Yes, but I think you know if he's putting in a couple. Here's the thing, and one thing I was thinking about, like he's he's signed. He's like a WWE employee or whatever, right? Yeah. He Mm -hmm. is, and so we thought, all right, he's going to be mostly focused on WWE, but he still he can just roll up and beat these guys and then continue to be doing the WWE thing through college. That's what we expect this year. Well, actually he just got way better and trained and was awesome. And as good as we ever saw him wrestle, which is crazy because we watched him win the Olympics this summer. So that to me says, okay, well this guy is still one. His trajectory is like this. It's going up and he's able to kind of navigate this stuff. And he was still, I guess in school in some form or fashion. So I think he's already shown, He's able to navigate it, and I think I think he could do it. And obviously, I've never been a WWE uh, wrestler. Uh, what was the one? I'm blanking on the one that uh, where the guy slaps the reporter. Oh, Gable's yeah. totally gonna do that to Christian. No way. We get along yeah, great. Yeah, he is. He's like, think it's fake? Bam! He's gonna smack you. Is what that a fake? Gonna be awesome. How's that fake? That was man, what a what a dummy that guy. I'm pretty sure that guy got fired when he did that. Actually, <laughs> no way they gave him a freaking raise. Are you kidding me? No, he got he got. I I saw a documentary I'm about this. Sure that he guy got like charged. No, he, they gave him a raise. No, Ben, they you're told lying. They fired him and he came back as a different character. No, you're just making things up. That's not what happened. <laughs> he got he got super in trouble no for way. that. Vince yes. McMahon loves that type of stuff. Vince you don't McMahon know anything about him. man. He probably I, cut him a he, paycheck for the rest of his life. I thought you knew something about. About the fake wrestling, Ben. Sounds oh like you know that. Love it. Wrestler, slaps, reporter. Okay, it's popped right up. David. Oh, that guy's name was David Schultz. That is so terrible. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what happened to David Schultz? Crap. Um, that's going to come up with some results I don't want. Um, yes. All right, I'll do this deep dive later when I can. Okay. David Schultz, WWE. What? Oh, it's, it's the first thing on. If you scroll down, uh, no, right? He he uh, assaulted John Stossel. Schultz was uh, fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Wikipedia page. Oh wow! Well, there you go. Forever legend. We're He's still re- talking about him. He's really made it. <laughs> Battery on John Stossel. Do you think this guy's alive? <laughs> WWE settled for two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Yeah. 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 Big deal. Big whoop. All right. So, yeah, that literally ended his wrestling career and he became a bounty hunter. So, I don't think it worked out great. Oh, oh, listen to this. Listen to this. Although Schultz 
has consistently maintained that WWF officials told him to hit Stossel. Specifically, he insists Vince McMahon said, quote, blast him. Tear his ass <laughs> Same character, Dr. D. <laughs> Makes Schultz no sense. Led to this real life yeah. brutality. Is. I think it's a <laughs> There's a smack. Oh, oh, many industry insiders <laughs> believe that, that it was not because huh? of his actions against us, but rather because he challenged Mr. T to a fight <laughs> backstage at <laughs> a WWE show in Madison Square Garden. Sounds sounds like a great guy. This oh this man's uh, golly Christian. Sometimes we start the show, we don't know where we're gonna go, and we end up with gems. This man is an American hero. Ready for this? He <laughs> opened up a career as a bounty hunter, pursuing criminals as far as as far as Egypt and Puerto Rico. He has arrested seventeen hundred seventeen hundred fugitives, and he's worked with the FBI and DEA. He sounds like a much better bounty hunter than a wrestler. Oh my gosh, 1,700 fugitives. We have 1,700 bad legend. guys off the streets because of this freaking legend. What a beast. Th thank you for your <laughs> service, David Schultz. You really came full circle on this guy, CP. Yeah, well, oh he needed God. to... You were a hater. He had to find his true calling, which was not uh, being a fake wrestler, but actually being a real crime fighter. I want him oh and Dog the, the Bonnie Hunter to get in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Is Dog okay, or did his wife die? I think something His wife happened. passed. I believe Crap. remarried, though. All right. Okay. We're our third bounty hunter of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a two bounty hunter minimum. You guys know that. That's the long tradition of FRL. It's probably time to be done. It's probably, it's probably close to be done. Well, last, you know, these last 20 minutes oh, of the show, man. you never know what's going to happen. But uh, <laughs> last last show, we, we learned that referee number six was a pop singing sensation. Ryan we Hagen. We did. Wow. That, what a beast. He oh went. He went from like the most maligned uh, official to now. I think, you know, Loki. Now the real full circle will be if Max Dean's next NCA Finals, he comes out to a Ryan Hagen single. Oh my gosh! How funny would that? That be? would be the best. That would be the best bit ever. That would be such such a niche bit though, that so few people would get or understand that's okay sometimes those we jokes are it. worth it for like the 50 people but you know yeah. what if max and us got on the same page we could blow up this whole yeah. thing for for a year and then everyone would know yep let's do it then we do it okay all right well let's go let's get the heck out of here let's we do thank it. you thank you guys so much for listening to oh what 780 of these bad boys 770 770 it's atlanta, it's atlanta area code Shout out to Atlanta. Great, great city. We'll be back next Tuesday. Shout out to uh, shout out to the Outlaws competing at the Space City Duels. Space we're, City Duels. We're going. We're, you heard right. It's in the Houston area. That's Space City to you, though. Okay. So we're 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 gonna be descending upon Houston. Uh, <laughs> a lot of wrestling this weekend. NHSCA's PWC, I believe. And other stuff. Wisconsin Wrestling U State, baby. Wisconsin Wrestling U State. It's a big man. Y'all are just now doing that. Yeah, it's really late. It's really annoying. The regionals always fall on NCAs, and everyone hates it, and they won't change it. It's so dumb. Dude, Texas got a big advantage on freestyle, and you guys, because we've been locking hands for a couple weeks now, Ben. <laughs> we got our transition. Wisconsin will crush you in Fargo. Give me a break. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. We'll see I'll you see you Fargo. there. I'll take you out. All right, thanks, guys. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>